Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey guys, since this is a special time with SBE being free all week, we decided to choose a variety of clips from the videos on the website to share with you to give you just a taste of all of the amazing content that's on Sue Bright's education. If you've listened to other podcast episodes from The Portrait System, I'm sure you've heard me at some point mention that Sue Bryce education has changed my life. And one way that life has changed for me and for so many others who have learned from Sue is in the area of money and our income. So when choosing which sound clips to play for you guys, I had to include this one. So this is a 25-minute clip from one of Sue's videos And there are several follow-up videos to this on the Sue Bryce Education website that go way more in-depth. One of them is the Wheel of Misfortune. That's one of my absolute favorites. So if you're looking on the website, that's one to look for. But this Money Leaks talk definitely gives a great overview about how we get in our own way from making and keeping money. So here is Sue Bryce with Money Leaks. Let's talk about money. Um... It's one of the most interesting subjects whenever I've talked about money. It is the the subject of most resistance. People will talk about fear before they talk about money. Uh, Money is the biggest thing couples fight about. And it is the biggest situation that you will lie about in your life. And sadly, it is the one thing that is operating in direct proportion to your core beliefs about yourself. So when I ask people where they're at with money, their response gives me a very clear indication of where they are personally. And I want to show you something that I've been building to help people get through their money blocks. I have a very close friend, Tiffany Angeles, and her and I talk about money a lot. Tiffany is a saver and I am a spender. We've created a wealth profile based on victim right up to accumulator to help people go to the next level in their income. But before we get you through that level, we first have to get you to plug up some leaks. Now, if money is a constant river that's flowing towards you, then you are the one that is siphoning it and diverting it. Or you are accepting it and there is a big leak in your money bag. So I sat down with Tiffany and we went through all of the reasons you would leak money and not be able to hold on to it. Now, interestingly enough, people win lotto all the time and lose the money. And it's a clear indicator that you can't keep money if there's a leak in your money bag. And when I started to look at the leaks, I realized that earning money is kind of logical. You go to work, you get paid, 
you attract money, sure. But the logic is, I do this, I get money. I have a business, I get money. Keeping it is kind of crazy, magical, emotional. Because it seems to me that every one of the leaks, everything that causes you to lose money, is attached to an emotion. And if you're in a negative emotion around money, what is emotion, energy in motion? Then the motion is going straight out the back door. So you are literally bleeding money. And Tiffany calls it leaking, and we joke about it because I think leaking is gross. Anything that's leaking would probably be gross. But to me, bleeding seemed more serious. She was like, you're leaking money. And I was like, can we say bleeding money? <laughs> bleeding seems to be more life-threatening. Leaking kind of is embarrassing. And, and she said to me, leaking is embarrassing. You're leaking so this is what we've come up with to talk about your leaks and your bleeds. These are the eight ways you are diverting money away from you. These are the eight ways you are leaking money. The first one is you're overgiving. You're paying for everyone else's dinner. You're paying for other people to survive. You're paying for other people to live. You're lending money. You're giving it away. You're finding just about any reason to give it away. Okay, the second leaky is avoidance. I avoid my tax bill, I avoid my savings, I avoid what's in my bank, and then it's tax time, and I haven't saved enough for tax, there's no money for my business, because I was simply avoiding all responsibility. I love this one. This is the classic divert money away from me guilt. I can't accept money because I feel guilty about it. I feel guilty about taking it. I feel guilty about earning it. I feel guilty about being wealthier than someone I know. I feel guilty about being wealthier than my family. I feel guilty about being wealthier than my tribe. Guilt, 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 bad person, bad person, bad people are wealthy. And then we've got the old not receiving push it away, push it away, push it away. And people are offering you money. Oh, I owe you $20. No, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. You know, let me push away money. Oh, let me get this. No, I'll get it. Yeah, push it away, push it away. People can stand in front of you holding money towards you and you push it away because your secret desire is that they're going to push it into your hand, but they're not. And you go without. I love this one, resentment, because you're paying for these people and you resent them. And the truth about resentment is at the end of the day, you are paying them to get something in return and your needs are not getting met, so you start resenting them. The second you resent around money, you bleed money. Okay, tight-fistedness. Tight-fistedness comes from fear and a security and a scarcity that there is not enough to go around. And your tight-fistedness will become possessiveness and your possessiveness will have you stolen from and have money bleed out from you because the truth is, is that energy of tight-fistedness is going to hurt you. That's holding on to spending it. Okay, and then there's the out-of-control spending. Why do we out-of-control spend? Why does it feel good to go and spend more and not think about the consequences of what you're spending? Because in the moment of overspending, it's like when you eat a pound cake. You're not thinking about what's going to happen after you've eaten the pound cake. You're just, you know, 50 miles an hour into the pound cake. And the truth is, is 
The no boundaries is one of the hardest ones. No boundaries around money, not speaking up for yourself. So when I sat down and I looked at all of these leaks, I put them into a wheel and I called it the wheel of misfortune. And the wheel of misfortune came down to this for me. That when you're overgiving, you overgive because people will like me. Okay, but ultimately what you're doing is saying, I've got more money, I can take care of you, I'm in charge. You're actually lording and boasting over people. And often when you're lording and boasting over people, what it comes down to is the money you have right now is giving you a feeling of importance. And for the first time in your life, you're realizing the value and the importance of yourself. So you're getting money and then you're boasting it and lording over people and you're overgiving. And that overgiving and overgiving and overgiving is not a problem until it runs out. And then all of a sudden, people you've been overgiving to are buying a house and doing things like that and getting ahead and you're not because you've been giving it away. I am guilty of giving money away. Up until I was about 37, I could not speak up for myself when the bill came and I would pay it. I didn't know how. I couldn't. I felt physically paralyzed when the bill would come and I would pay it. As my income increased, I realized it gave me a good feeling to pay for it. And it gave me a good feeling to pay for it over and over again until I realized people weren't reciprocating because they were used to taking their money from me. And unfortunately, what that meant was I was overgiving and not getting anything in return. And then your money runs out because a fool and his money are quickly parted. Okay, the second one is avoidance. Now, why would we avoid what's in our bank account? Why would we avoid the fact that we have to save a certain percentage of our tax? Because at the end of the year, when the tax man says, I need this much money and you don't have enough, or you only have enough for tax and you've saved nothing and you've bottomed out, why would you avoid looking at that? And the truth is, is that there's a not re taking responsibility of yourself in there that is very significant. Now, a lot of women want men to take responsibility of their finances. And that really is hard for me to swallow. But socially, that's how we have been brought up. And women are taking charge of finances now. In fact, my mum ran the finances in my family because she was better at it than dad. And women are taking over the finances in the family. That's true. It's not all about male decisions. But there is a not taking responsibility energy in there where you want somebody else to take responsibility for you and your management of your finances. And you need to address what the not taking responsibility is. Okay, this is not about male and female just because I see a lot of women do it. I'm addressing the fact that you are not taking responsibility for yourself. Now, the irony is every one of these negative emotions can be applied to your also personal life. They have nothing to do with money, but it's showing up in a really good money mirror. All right, the guilt. Guilty, guilty, Christian guilt, spiritual guilt. You know, accepting money. God wants you to be rich. There's scripture about it. He does. There's multiple scriptures that can be translated into wealth. But guilt around receiving money is false humility. That's you telling yourself, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Look how guilty I am. 
because guilt doesn't stay with you, shame does. And guilt and shame are the two words that will stop you from getting a flow of money. So if you feel guilty about that, look at your false humility. How does being guilty assuage the amount of anxiety you have about receiving? Because what it's doing is it's saying, look, I'm guilty, I'm such a good person. That's false humility. That's not real. Okay, not receiving, not receiving. Okay, go into business and I want you to consider that for 90% of the time you're gonna give, give, give and 10% of the time you'll get paid for it. Is that a viable business model? No. We give and receive in 50, at 50-50. What is it? Right for leaving, right for leaving, left for receiving. Okay, so we slide the money across with our right hand and we put our left hand out and they must be in perfect balance. If they're not in perfect balance, you are out of pocket. If you are over receiving and expecting too much and not giving enough, you are out of pocket. But if you're in perfect alignment, If you need to remind yourself that God gave you two hands, one is for leaving and one is for receiving, if you need to remind yourself of that, stand in front of the mirror and go like that. I am in perfect balance of giving and receiving. If one of those is out, I am without. If one of those are out, I am without. Okay, really important. Resentment. I resent giving my partner money. I resent giving my partner's family money. I resent paying for this child. I resent this and I resent that. You need to look at why you were doing it because I guarantee before you resented it, you were getting something from it. Maybe you were controlling these people. Maybe you were expecting something back. You don't pay people to give you something. You don't pay friends. You don't pay relationships. Okay, they are based on giving on the wrong reasons. Okay, and then tight-fistedness. If you are holding on to money with the fear of scarcity, you will create scarcity. And sometimes you create a nest egg, but your scarcity, ironically, is the flip side of overgiving. Your scarcity will drive friends away because nobody likes a friend that doesn't pay for anything. How many friends do you have that don't reach into, that don't contribute? How long do they stay friends for? Now, there's a very big difference between paying your way and not paying for others. But I'm teaching myself and my friends now, I'm teaching myself and my friends now to open up about money. That when you go out, you look at the waiter and you say, can we have separate checks, please, before you eat? So that when the bill comes, it goes down in front of who ate what, and you're paying your own way. If somebody in that moment decides to pay for your dinner, like I'm treating tonight, you did this for me, so I'm buying your dinner. Then you can, the first question I would ask if somebody wants to pay for my dinner now, because I've been an overpayer for years, is why? And if they go, because, Nikki did it to me the other day. She goes, I'm paying for dinner. I said, why? And she goes, well, because. And I said, why? Why are you paying for dinner? And she's like, well, because I want to. And I said, no, we'll go halves. And we went halves. And she went, oh, thank you. And I said, well, you didn't need to pay for my dinner. But if she'd said, I'm paying for your dinner, you looked after my dog, then I'd go, thanks, Nikki, because she's paying me back for something I've done. And our friendship will stay in balance. 
But you know, tight-fistedness is a false security because you're holding on to a number and that possessiveness will actually bleed it away from you. It will stop you from taking a risk in your business and in your life because you don't think there's more. And it's abundant. And scarcity has a very strong aura. In fact, they all have a very stinky aura. Okay, out of control spending is false happiness. Sometimes we smoke, sometimes we drink, sometimes we shop, sometimes we have problems around sex. But either way, we are deriving a false happiness in the form of dopamine and overspending is one of the first indicators that you are sad in your real life. Because if you're looking for happiness in one of those avenues, it's not real. Drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, sex and shopping are not going to solve your problems. They're going to make you happy for a tiny amount of time. In fact, you're going to feel high. And then you're going to come down really hard on all of them. Because the truth is, is all of them have a major down. So first time I see an out-of-control spender, I'm like, what's happening in your life that you're not happy? So recently I got my tax bill and it was huge. And I was like, whoa, but I'd saved for it. And then you take the tax money and you put it out of your account and what's left is your savings, right? And I, this year, had enjoyed the second line here quite beautifully, avoidance, followed closely with out of control spending followed quite closely by um oh number one so let's make a little recipe of sue spent the year over giving avoiding what she was saving and kind of out of control spending my wake-up call comes at tax time i pay my taxes what's left over because i kept telling myself number two that the money in my bank account was what i'd saved it wasn't it was tax but you see it as savings, right? And it's like, I'm doing so good. I'm saving all this money. And next minute the tax man gets it. And then I was like, I haven't been saving at all. I was avoiding it. And the worst one was I was overgiving. And I was overgiving because I have no boundaries around standing up for myself. And that doesn't just apply to my bank balance. That applies to my love life. And that applies to my family. And that applies to my emotional self. In fact, when I look at the mirror of each one of those negative emotions, my money is directly proportionate to what I'm experiencing and what I need to do is stand up for myself and speak up. And no boundaries is truthfulness. It's emotional honesty. It's when you say to somebody, stop doing that. It's hurtful and mean, but we don't. We don't say it. We just go home and talk about them behind their backs. And the truth is, is we're not emotionally honest, not with ourselves and not with them. And so we just avoid them because avoidance really works. Okay, so I don't want to talk with anybody about money unless they are brave enough to talk about money. And even if you don't want to have the camera on you and you just want to speak about it and not because when you talk about money, it's very personal. So I'm quite happy if the camera stays on me and you guys talk about money. 
But if anybody wants to talk about this right now, I would love to have this conversation because this has changed my world. And the reason it's changed my world is everything I ever have done and operate in in my life is I'm doing this. This is not happening to me. This is happening for me. Um, I've operated from if this is happening for me, then I'm doing this. If I am doing this, what am I learning from it? And this really comes down to, whoa, I need to wake up because I want to buy a home this year. And if I stay on level one and two, I'm never going to get it. And now when I think about buying everybody dinner, instead of feeling resentful and feeling emotional about it, I'll pay my way because my brain now says I'm, I would rather have a house. And like anything in my life, the reason I got it was because I wanted something more than I want the situation I'm in now. So I set a goal that gives me an excitement for something more than what I've got. And the truth is, is when you want something more than what you've got, that will shift your focus away from it. Um, it is a daily practice to change your actions. And every single time I get the opportunity to stand up for myself around money, to create boundaries, to not overgive, I move a step closer to being free of my leaks and then I start accumulating money. Only when I start leaking again. Now, I think what's really, really important is that you really acknowledge the emotion and the lesson around each one of the leaks. That you identify with which one you are and you may be multiple of them and that you start working around the lesson in each one of these because I now have started to daily practice how I feel, attract, manage money and the first thing I did was I look every single day at my bank account so that takes avoidance away um, but here's the kicker, I, I, I really have to tell you this story. I recently stopped all spending. I realized that I was overgiving and I realized that I had very little boundaries and I realized I've been out of control spending or overspending. Um, I've also, as you well know, because if you follow me, have lost a lot of weight over the last two and a half years. So I've cut sugar out of my life. And sugar is a very large form of dopamine. And although, to be honest, I have abused drugs, alcohol and cigarettes at some point in my life, I no longer abuse any of those three things. So the dopamine line has now gone from my life. Meaning, I no longer derive any pleasure from dopamine. So recently, sugar was the last thing to go. Because spending went... Well, sugar went, spending was the last thing to go, sorry, not sugar. Sugar's been gone for the last year. And I experienced a state in my body for about two weeks that I just couldn't describe. I, I would sit at home and I'd think, what's wrong with me? I'm not in a dark mood. I'm not emotional. I don't need comfort. I'm just nothing. And then I'd go and do work and I'd feel nothing. 
And then I would watch a movie and I'd just be sitting there at night, read my book, do my work, feel nothing. And I ended up sitting down with a friend and I said, it's just occurred to me, I've given up dopamine. I am bereft of joy. There is no joy in my life. I get joy from my puppy, but I was just empty. And I thought, if you take away your dopamine, what's left? And that is a wake-up call to go and look for something new to fill your life. And yes, maybe I've been avoiding love. Maybe I've been avoiding hobbies and going out and meeting people. So I started to write a list of things I could do that would give me joy that wasn't dopamine. And I wrote a list of activities like an art class and, you know, dating again. And I thought, this is a push. This is a push to start filling my life with things that will make me truly happy. And that the reason people look for dopamine is because the truth is, is when you peel away the layer of false happiness, your sadness is profoundly palpable. And it's not a darkness because dopamine brings you darkness. It's a nothingness. And I don't want to live my life bereft of joy and I don't want to live my life in false happiness. All I can tell you right now is if you identify with one of those words, look at what you're getting from it, look at the emotion attached to it and start there. And it will change the way money flows towards you. I guarantee it. Enjoy the other 20 Money Talk videos I've attached to this channel. I hope they are life-changing for you because I know what it's like to be poor and the feeling that I have in my body right now that is similar to the feeling of fear is the shame of having nothing and I will never be there again. And you can change it. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, the link to this video is in the episode show notes, or you can just head over to subriceeducation.com where there is a full catalog of videos like I mentioned before. Again, it's free from April 20th to 26th to watch all of the videos. But I also wanted to remind you that for members of Subrice Education, there are PDF downloads. I mean, the most gorgeous posing PDF downloads, like full-on posing guides, posing curves, posing couples, posing brother and sister, posing teens. I mean, Sue left no stone unturned when it comes to these posing guides. There are also lighting guide downloads, how to set up your studio PDF guide. I mean, I could go on and on. And another amazing part about being a member of Subrice Education is our community. We have a Facebook group that is just the most supportive community where you can ask questions. We help you problem solve. You can share your favorite work. You can share incredible sales. Maybe you need you know, help coming up with something new in terms of marketing. We love all of these questions in this group. We're always there to help you. So again, SueBriceEducation.com. It's free from April 20th through the 26th. If you become a member, you get it all. So head over to SueBriceEducation.com now and thank you again for listening.